0: This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. A while back, Glenn Danzig said there would be no more Misfits shows. But now the band is teasing a new show in Philly. I guess money talks. And fat bills run high when you only feed your cats popcorn that you bring home from your crappy movie screenings. Come on Glenn, you're better than that. Anyway, here's the Metal Injection Livecast.
1: Is he, though? He's playing better
0: than that. Pum, pum,
1: pum. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob. Welcoming back, Noah.
2: Morphed into Kermit the Frog there.
1: Welcome back, Noah. Hey-ho, Noah. Hello.
2: Robba the Frog here.
1: <laughs> Robba the Frog. That I sounds didn't... like Ray Romano. That yeah. Much like difference. Ray Romano <laughs> suit. That's it over oh, there. Hello. So we got Darren.
2: Yeah, that's me. Darren, in G3. case you didn't hear. Yeah. Can you do the whole show in your Kermit yeah. Romano no, it voice? Really,
1: it really hurts by, by throat.
2: So now
3: you know how Darren feels all the time. <laughs> Fuck off. Do the voice. Keep doing it.
2: Yeah. We're going to torture you. We got
4: you. a
1: very special guest this week.
3: Why are you so soft-spoken with this voice? I
4: actually, it hurts. I like it because the the uh, VU meter is yeah. not
1: peaking. it's like Rob's.
4: <laughs> this is going to be the right. least it's, it's, distorted episode yeah. in our podcasting
2: my, my history. My voice has oh. a
1: lot of range.
2: Oh no, I know you were in the production booth and book. can't see what we're doing out
1: here, but Rob was actually four rooms away. That's yeah. why he was. <laughs> That's shining. the only way I can do my Kermit <laughs> impersonation. But we do have a very special guest. He's going to be calling in shortly, Ricky Rackman. Yeah. We'll be calling in a host of Headbangers Ball and uh, many other credits to his name.
4: Yeah, we were just going over them and
1: And, a very um, long resume. And we'll be talking about his new podcast. He has a podcast where he shares some tales, interviews some friends called Mm -hmm. Cat House.
4: The Cat House Hollywood podcast. Cat House Hollywood Podcast for those of you who couldn't hear Rob for
3: once. The Cat House Hollywood That's
2: Podcast. That's twice this episode that Rob's talking lower than he
1: should be.
3: He's on his best behavior for metal royalty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a phone number if you want to uh, be a part of the show. 213-Wide Nut. That's 213-943-3688. We're on live every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 Pacific Time and uh, archived soon after. And, of course, if you want a little bit extra, a little bit more, some bonus content, you can always join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. This week, we, uh, I'm sorry, this month, the bonus episode is our Motley Crew watch-along. We watch The Dirt on Netflix, so you can just pop on The Dirt, pop on our commentary, uh, get your vice of choice, and it's like we're all hanging out watching the movie together, except we don't respond to your jokes because- We just ignore
3: we, you. You're just in the corner. Well, it's it's really, it, that's which a
2: higher is, Patreon subscription <laughs> level. I was going to say, it's really only because it's technologically impossible. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love to respond to the audience. Well,
1: honestly, it. I feel like if they were hanging out with us, we probably wouldn't. Well, the jokes so, probably so, wouldn't speak be Speak for yourself, I mean,
2: <laughs> condescending
1: so, elitist.
3: <laughs> I have an idea. What if- so we've got our commentary track to play over the movie. Now, what if a fan listens to that and records his commentary track to play over our commentary track? Well, we, Sid, yeah. like,
1: like they're commentarying our commentary?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It could be commentaries all the way down. It could be getting very meta yeah. into like the it's 15th ju- or 20th. It's well, just, I believe- It's
4: just know breathing really hard.
1: <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> Does he breathe any other way? It's I do of. believe somebody once recorded a commentary of our podcast- uh, this is a few years ago now, where they played our podcast and like talked over it or something like that. What? I don't. I don't know play it this. on the show. I
3: think that was in your dream.
1: I don't remember. I don't no, I don't do that. I don't make up things in my dreams you know, Do you mean Metal FIFA? <laughs> was it Metal FIFA? So, it definitely happened. I'm sure one of our hardcores we will point out the episode. Did you
2: just get it in a, in a mail and forget to bring it on air and that's why we don't know about it or is this yeah, actually That's very
1: possible. No, we somebody called in or something and said they emailed us a commentary mm. and we played it as we got it and yeah. it was just it was brutal.
4: None okay. of us remember this but you. Yeah. Really
1: because I that. pay attention to what happens on the show <laughs> I like the, the the three of you. I mean, let's be honest. Mm. <laughs> You literally uh, just today apologized for doing something because you weren't paying attention. <laughs>
5: uh,
1: I don't chat. I don't have any memory of that, so no, it probably okay. didn't happen. But we do have a phone number, 213-WIDE-NUT. That's 213-943-3688. 814, you are on the Metal Injection Livecast. What's your name and where are you from? Hello.
0: Are you speaking with me? Yes. Hello. Oh, yeah, this is Irish Mike. I'm from central Pennsylvania.
1: Hello, Irish Mike from Central Pennsylvania. What's up?
0: Oh, uh, nothing. I was thinking about uh, all the years Ricky's been doing <clears throat> metal stuff and Headbangers Ball. And has he called in yet? <laughs> I see. Uh, well, we're gonna have Ricky on uh, in just a little bit, and uh, but
1: we could uh, we could uh, keep you on hold and make sure in about we, uh, twenty
3: minutes. Yeah, could I ask sure a question, Mike?
1: Get a talk with him. Yeah.
3: Is your last name Judge by any chance? Because you sound like Mike Judge. <laughs> it is not. Oh, he damn does, it. Hey. That would be pretty no. cool. Imagine if no. Mike Judge just called him.
2: Yeah, he's just a big I, Ricky Rackman fan.
0: I yeah. sound like a lot of people sometimes. I had used to date a girl that was a nurse, and when I called her at work, they kept accusing me of being one of the doctors there.
2: Anyone um, else famous that would I'm make like, it a funny story? Well, is. that doctor was very famous in
3: central Pennsylvania, oh, Darren, so. It's Dr. Pepper. <laughs>
0: what, what was the question?
2: I said, "Is there anyone famous that we would recognize as opposed to a, a doctor, uh, an anonymous
0: doctor?" Oh, no, um, I don't know. You'd have to listen to me talk and see. I don't know. No, well, Irish Mike, I have a question. Uh,
1: what would you? What, was, what is your ethnicity? <laughs> um,
0: American. <laughs> I'm Mexican. <laughs> hmm.
1: Okay, you, you wouldn't be able to tell that from the accent.
0: <laughs>
1: I would go yeah, more. Of, like, I would say I, you well, sound more Irish.
0: Yeah, actually uh an uh, Ulster Scott or Scots Irish.
1: Oh. Interesting. Interesting. You get that a lot. People are like, are you yeah, Irish? Is, what's that?
4: Is Irish Mike on your birth certificate? Is that your birth name?
0: No. No, it's not. Mm. Well, come on. I never oh, tell I would name my their last child name. Irish
1: Mike.
4: Mm. All right. Well we're gonna have you. In we're right just two.
1: teasing uh Mr. Mike. But we we'll, yeah, know.
4: If if you want to hold on, we'll take your call when Ricky comes on. Or yeah, we'll, or you can call back. just call back yeah. in about 20 minutes.
0: I'll hold and listen to the show. Great. Great.
4: Thank you. Huh.
1: All right. Now uh, I feel a little pressure. Got, Why? Because
4: Irish Mike is listening to you? Got Irish Mike on the line. <laughs> <laughs> he represents a, the entire Irish community. So <laughs> you better be on your best behavior. Are you
1: sure he's Irish? I don't know. <laughs>
2: if we don't do a good show, I can spread the word to the doctor community in Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> yeah. In case we're ever right. injured there. Call all the hospitals in the area. And be like, do not air this podcast <laughs> in the hallways. Yeah, because B- because that's we're, we're right syndicated now. in hospital hallways all across. The <laughs>
2: we're <nation>. like <laughs> we're like CNN in airports. Yeah. The only place anyone actually watches. I CNN really do the feel
1: airport. like that's where most of their ratings are. Yeah. Is <laughs> I feel like if if you did a study, like eighty percent of cable news is watched on mute with closed captioning in a public space, mm-hmm. right? dentists. Like, yeah, just any the gym, mm-hmm. which honestly, I feel like the news at the gym, it's like the gym is like an escape, is right? It. Is it? Yeah, you got to like get in the zone. But you though. need to be motivated. Don't you want to be motivated
3: by like your- By running hate? From press by, like, by like what's going well, on? Yeah. You, you're it's escaping. It's such
1: a you know you the, do? Re- it's like real world anxiety.
4: You face the treadmill away from the TV and you make believe that you're running away from the news.
1: The only thing worse than the news is they have the Food Network on, <laughs> which I'm just like, <laughs> why am I running towards this amazingly baked <laughs> like, like a seven layer letter... donkey? Yeah, well, you're getting <laughs> really you're does.
2: getting in shape so you can afford to eat all those calories. <laughs>
1: you're right. That is that is sometimes my rationale. Like, oh, I'm gonna
2: <laughs> or like it they're
1: showing you the... Guy Fieri, so you get in shape to not look like him. <laughs> either way, it works Well,
2: there's a lot going on there
1: besides At the, no, the, 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 at the time that I'm at the gym, it's always I forget her name, but it's this woman like doing home, home Barefooty really? Latessa? I don't know, it's not her But she's Giada wonderful. De Laurentiis? Maybe she Rachel like a, Ray She has like either uh, light brown or red type hair
2: Have you seen that one? I don't, I don't know if this is the Food Network But there's one where it's like sort of an older lady Maybe 60 years old <laughs> and she prepares a meal. It's very straightforward show. Like this, it's, I know, you know who she is. But at the end of the show, like her dipshit husband comes home. That's barefoot Contessa. Oh, is that okay? I wasn't sure which one. Yeah. Oh, which.
4: What's her real name? Ina
2: now? Garten. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've I never know seen a second you know. of that She's show. Lovely. I don't know why I know She's her. She's right? lovely. She is. She's, it's a, a very great, good show. But yeah. I feel that it it's just ruined by her dumb husband coming in. Like who? That's who does she that, cooks for. But how does
1: that help? You cook anything. Like, why do I need to she see that? Something. I, I it, They, these shows, like, how do these shows separate? They're all the same show. So they have these dumb little extra things to kind of uh, stand out. Like, the whole narrative of the show is she's cooking meals for her husband. Yeah,
2: but you got to stay stand there and watch this. And do fucking, you need a narrative uh, for a fucking cooking show? You yes! just showed me how to cook something. Do you
1: not watch? You clearly don't watch enough cooking programming. Are you got to watch
2: this dumb John Lithgow-looking <laughs> motherfucker come home and fucking eat soup. <laughs> Like, well, that's just four well, minutes. That's His name gourmet? is Jeffrey. That's just four minutes less of cooking. That, she couldn't be making <laughs> another course. We need to see that. <laughs> Fuck you. Go <laughs> back to well, work. That's, a that's thing what a my husband stretch-
3: should be telling her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> go put in some fucking overtime, Jeffrey. Fuck out of
5: here.
3: <laughs> you think he has a real job? He definitely does not have a no, job. No, that's not even her fucking
2: he's, husband. He's a total <laughs> house husband. Like, it's she's a fucking the Fucking guy. He, Central right-
1: casting. Central casting for like a fat. Yes, <laughs> they
2: focus group that market research did. Like, wait, okay, wh- who would be married to Ina Garten snake? Okay, we got it. All right, your name's Jeffrey. Her real husband's probably like a fucking like paraplegic or something. He, oh, he, he can't even do, eat. because she's cooking on a set and they couldn't like wheel his. His Stephen Hawking machine no. in. Okay, the show I'm thinking of is the Pioneer Woman.
1: Pione-
4: I haven't heard of. Pie her. in ear? Yeah.
5: Is it pie in ear? <laughs> no, That's Pioneer. What, they all these shows all have to have a twist. This
1: one, they cook the food I and they put it in, it in their in ear. Her name is Ree. R E E, like the like the like the <laughs> brutal death metal guy. Uh, <laughs>
5: Ree. Ree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank
2: you. You're welcome. Thank you. You keep doing the Kermit voice, and I'll do the I'll do the <inaudible> re's.
5: <laughs> re's.
1: <laughs> What do you mean now? <laughs> I didn't mean re as... Rees. <laughs> Wait <laughs> 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 My wife. Oh. That's kind of <laughs> close <laughs> to what it is. My
4: wife. <laughs> it sounds like you have a bottle cork stuck in your throat.
2: <laughs> Are you referring to Miss Piggy?
3: When you My wife? Said- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On.
2: Are they married?
3: <laughs> Weren't they at some point? Briefly.
2: I don't think so. I think they're just an item like a...
1: Like at the <laughs> deli. No, I'm serious. Like the- <laughs> ham.
2: Yeah, you. Yeah. I, I feel like ham one of the movie legs. plots
1: was like their wedding. Maybe the the reboot movie. Yeah, maybe that. I'm thinking just I only. But in general, like yeah, the they are. They're it's on an again. open relationship. It's like Diane and Sam from Cheers. Yeah, like it is yeah. an on again, off again type.
3: On the thing. weekend, she's sucking off Ozzie Bear.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ozzie's bear? Sure. <laughs> she. I feel like she's. She's not.
2: Maybe. No, she's like a diva. I, I wouldn't shame her, but I feel like she's sexually active in a, in a, in a positive way.
1: Yeah, like you have to please her. She's not right. the one doing the pleasing. I think right. she'd still yeah. suck off Fozzie. I Just mean, who's spite. to say? That's I feel it, it is close-minded to assume that a woman doesn't enjoy right. sucking a little little C. A little Fozzie featuring Chris Jericho.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other Fozzie. Never
1: mind. All right. <laughs> well, uh, Chuck Blankton mentioned it at the top of the show. Last month, Danzig gave an interview at a premiere of uh, the Rob Zombie movie, mm-hmm. and he was like, "There's no more Misfits show after this MSG show." Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I feel, you know, the, the prices of the this MSG show were pretty crazy. It was like two fifty for floor, oh, one ninety or some shit for like good seats, and then like f- at the very last minute. <laughs> They sold $45 obstructed view seats, which is like basically <sighs> the nosebleeds on the side of the stage, you know?
4: Yeah. I, I will admit I've paid $250 for a concert ticket.
1: Nothing wrong with
2: that.
4: Thinking that I would never see this band again. I don't, I don't
3: judge. It was Black Sabbath in 1993.
4: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Guns N' Roses in like 2000. Oh, at the
1: Hammerstein, right? Or, or was it at where, the Garden?
4: Where uh, Buckethead was in the band.
1: Well, that was a good bet
2: because you never know—you yeah. might just call it quits completely at some point.
1: Yeah, and somehow they're still going.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Were
1: that but was, was that a different face value. Now? Or that that was get, like the last, you know, one of the last time you'll ever see Guns and Roses with Buckethead. And I mean, that is—who gives a fuck about Buckethead anyway? And Buckethead I mean. is great.
2: <laughs> not that, not that. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to put Buckethead down. But is that really like Guns and Roses? I wouldn't
4: have paid. $250 to see Buckethead. Right. But to see him with Axel uh, doing Guns N' Roses songs, like that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it was a fourth row ticket.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to like shame your decision. I think that's perfectly yeah, cool. Yeah. I think I it's. Just,
1: uh, yeah.
4: And yeah, yeah. I was able to. That's the time that I snuck backstage and I met Axel.
2: Right.
1: So I mean,
4: that yeah. was, so was worth the 250. it. How did yeah.
2: you sneak back again? <laughs>
4: um. Someone that I was working with was banging the head of security at Madison Square Garden. And um, she told him that I traveled all the way from Israel (laughs) (laughs) to come to this show. Did you
2: have to fake a Hebrew accent?
4: Um, I was just like very quiet. And I was like, you know, that I couldn't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) I really want
2: to meet Achsel. Achsel is my idol. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I only
2: have uh, 45 minutes Before
3: I have to go to the airport <laughs> I listen to all your songs on Radio Golgolot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um Yeah and I just They just kind of like escorted me backstage To the after party And I was just like standing around with all these yeah. People that You know should have been there I probably shouldn't have and oh. I just like said hello to him, nice. and after that, like my, my five, uh, five year long crush, just died. Oh, how,
2: how, how are his hands? Fine. Up, up close, fine, just fine. Or?
4: it was fine. I don't hey. remember being like, like oh my god, like drooling over them.
2: Was he already? What year was
1: this?
4: This was when he had cornrows and he was wearing uh, tracksuits.
1: So he it wasn't, wasn't at the very beginning of the. This is right after they returned at the music awards, right? The video music Was board.
2: he, yes. had he yet ballooned up into a, a Pillsbury no. Doughboy? Not really. No, uh, no, no. Michelin no. Man? No
4: no. no, no, no. All right.
2: So he was still, you would say he was still attractive. Uh, oh, maybe not. <laughs> the cornrows killed old. it?
4: <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I was so, like, attracted to him mm-hmm. that uh, a little bit of the cornrows kind of turned me off. I mean, oh. I think it just like, like I, I reached the peak of, of my crush and like Uh lust for him Uh that like, I finally was able to like see him in front of me in person. He was like a person and he Mm -hmm. wasn't my fantasy anymore. I
2: see. So
4: after that, that's what, that's what killed it for me.
2: More or less, you were really more attracted to the idea of Axl Rose.
3: Yes. I got like you. prime Axl Rose, which yes. just didn't
2: exist anymore. And chaps. That, right. And, that,
3: <laughs> and also, that pirate shirt with, the, with hate, the
4: whiskey bottle. You
3: hate cultural appropriation, so the cold corn rose was killed
4: for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so annoyed. That's fine. I enjoy people who want to look different.
2: But <laughs> I, I see. And I now, so it's an interesting question. What would have happened if that encounter had happened, let's say, in like, you know, when, when you were at the peak of your crush Well she was probably 12 years old So it would have been very I illegal was, Really? But uh, maybe like 16 probably
4: During my 16th year of existence <laughs> I did crush on him pretty hard That's
2: still illegal though
4: I think it started
2: Well just meeting him in a room is not illegal Sure Fair But you know that, it would have been more than that Darren But I'm saying she nothing, I think I'm I was saying, in 8th grade I'm assuming like nothing would have happened But mentally you would have been probably more turned on not less by meeting him if it was at that time. Yes. Yeah, that's what I, you know. this is the f- So my point is the fact that he had already started to regress toward balding old man maybe
1: what made it is what made it less of a mm-hmm. thrill. Or just no. seeing him like as a real person.
4: Yeah, it's just that like he's no longer in my head as a fantasy. He's a real man in front of me.
1: You saw, you noticed like, thought like oh this isn't how I imagined it. Well, b- but
3: that's partly his his aging. Right, right.
1: right. right.
3: Happens to If all he lives. looked like he did in the Paradise City video, then it would have been how she imagined <laughs> it. Oh but he just God. that person didn't exist anymore. Right.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're gonna talk to somebody who is uh, very good friends who was in, in a Guns N' Roses video. Yeah. <laughs> And, um,
4: yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut off your Danzig $250 ticket story.
1: No, no, it's fine. Uh, but so, yeah, he said, so I think it really kind of jacked up the prices of the, of the show on the secondary market because mm. people assume like this was it. This was the last Misfits show because it had come out uh, f- through legal papers that the whole reason for this Misfits reunion in the first place was a legal settlement between Danzig and Jerry only. Hmm. Because they got into a whole argument about royalties of Misfits merchandise. And so eventually, I guess, their lawyers were like, uh, hey, dumbos, you know, <laughs> like, you're if you just work together, you can make a lot more money than if you don't work together. Mm-hmm. So They didn't
2: just know that? They had to be told that? Well, their hate for each other was so yeah. overwhelming they didn't think Jeez. rationally.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know those I'm, old jersey
3: guy grudges man <laughs> it's like a fucking sopranos episode and uh,
1: so the contract stipulated 10 sh- shows and uh the show like this was the 11th show so and he, he already said like oh this isn't happening and now now that the show has happened uh live nation philadelphia is teasing a misfit show next mm. month so huh <laughs> Kind of weird. They're playing another show. Even though Danzig last month during maybe a won't. red carpet interview. Is it with Michael said, Graves, maybe? <laughs> I I don't think they, the Michael Graves version could play. Uh, I mean, it's not you the You think spectrum. people What's from Philly, Philly deserve any better than that? What's the Philly arena now? What's the big like hockey sta- uh, hockey arena I don't now? know what it's
2: actually called. It's not the Spectrum. That it has. No, it's not the Spectrum. Spectrum is still around, though, I think.
1: No uh, it, know it isn't It got, torn, it got torn
2: down oh. Could have sworn they had like circuses there or something Wells Fargo Center is what
1: it's called. Oh Wells Fargo Center that's right <clears throat> um, So We're gonna have uh, Ricky Rackman on in a few minutes Noah do you want to let people know How they could be a part of the show or Sure you,
4: you can okay if you're too shy to call in To talk to Ricky Here's what I would do. I would go to our Discord chat, and you can post your question or comment there, and Sid or Darren will most likely read it, because I can't multifunction and read the chat during the show, and Rob is also multitasking. No problem. Uh, If you do want to talk to him, like Irish Mike does, who is still holding on the line,
3: What a champ. You can call. (laughs) He's editing the last few Silicon Valley episodes while he's on hold. (laughs) He's a fucking pro. <laughs> He's what? working on, the, on a It's new Mike Judge.
1: Oh, I see.
4: Yeah.
3: I refuse to believe that wasn't Mike Judge.
4: Yeah. So Mike Judge is on the line holding to talk to Ricky Rackman, disguised as Irish Mike, because he called 213 Wide Nut, which is 213 943 3688. Eight. Yeah. That's and a good number. What's going to happen is you're going to hear this robot lady saying, Blog Talk Radio. Don't get scared.
3: It's a British robot lady.
4: You're going to be transported to our phone queue and then uh, like a couple of seconds later you'll start hearing the show and uh, you'll, you know, you won't be on air and then we'll most likely say your area code. Yeah. Because we can't see what your name is. We don't have that technology just yet and uh, we'll get you on the line.
3: It'll be helpful if you know what your area code is so that you know we're talking to you. Some people don't know.
4: Yeah, so make sure you, you have that information before you call. Yes.
3: Know where you are.
4: I thought that was a thorough way of explaining how to call the show. If you have any questions, you can email us at hatemail at yeah. metalinjection.net.
3: Rob will check it eventually. <laughs> and then maybe tell us about it five years later. Like oh, the, that's uh, nice. That's nice. Like the commentary thing that you've mentioned before that none of us have ever heard
2: of. You'll that get we- to it eventually. I'm really and it jokes aside. Like if it was played on the show, I would like to hear that. If someone yeah. does know, because that sounds very interesting.
3: Maybe it was that week that the three of us were on vacation and it was just Rob doing the show. Is that possible?
2: <laughs> that squared circle pit. Oh, he did it Oh
3: goddamn! <laughs> Wait, so we're supposed to be on that show?
1: Yeah, he just damn it. never reminds us because he forgets. He's too high. Uh, you guys have just been ditching this whole time.
3: Who's your next guest on the SCP?
1: I don't know. I'm working on it.
3: Who was your last guest on the SCP? It
1: was Box Brown. He's a, a comic artist. Uh, but let's get Ricky on the line. You may, you may know him from the Headbangers Ball. You may know him from Rock of Love. Rock of Love Charm Rock of School. Love
4: Reunion. It, yeah, he was or one of like the judges or something. He
3: was so in season two of Mad Men.
4: And he, <laughs> he was not. he's one of the owners of the Cat House Hollywood. Like right. the actual club, which right. that was news to me. I didn't know that.
1: Yes, that's his brand. Ah. Oh. Um you didn't know like one of the cornerstone facts about Ricky Rackman until <laughs> until doing your research, which Noah still did, but then yeah. was also very humble to admit.
4: Yeah. I mean I, I know him from Headbanger's Ball and you know, just, like, liking metal as, like a, like, a metal icon, basically. But I'm not an L.A. person yet.
3: Also, his star turn in the musical Hamilton.
1: <laughs> yes. What? Of course. Let's see if we can get Ricky on the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, play. Hello. How's it going, Ricky? Can you hear us?
6: It's going good. Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Awesome man. Well, thank you so much for doing the metal injection live cast here on the line with myself, Rob, also Noah.
6: Hello.
1: Sid. Hey, and Darren. Hi.
6: Hi. How's
1: it going? And uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for taking some time to do this. And of course you are have I'm glad entered to do it. It's fun. Yeah, and, and you have entered the podcasting world with your very own podcast.
6: Yeah, the... I don't know I wh- I don't know really what I'm doing in the podcasting world because I'm doing everything myself. But I've been having a really good time telling stories and it seems like people really like the show. And to be honest, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been in the business for a long time, whether it was radio, which I still do and MTV and the cat house and stuff like this. But of any of the jobs that I've done, this is like a hundred percent me. And I'm, I'm really proud of the show. I mean, I, I think it's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I really enjoyed it. It's like story time with Ricky Mm -hmm. and uh, it's the cat house Hollywood podcast. Find it where you get podcasts, do a little searchy search, or just go to cathousehollywood.com and you can get the link there. And uh, I I really dig it. And and I was listening uh, this afternoon to the Headbangers Ball episode, and you kind of go through uh, the entire history of the show even before you you got there. And and I learned so many things I didn't even, even know, including like all the different people that hosted it. I didn't realize. That uh, the first hosts of the show were Lemmy and Fast Eddie. That's a that's a great little piece of trivia.
7: <clears throat> yeah, I mean
6: Howard Stern had hosted Headbangers Ball at times. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Uh, the cool thing about doing that episode was. Um it's over an hour long and it's before i ever appeared on camera i mean i just talk about the word headbanger the evolution of the word headbanger you know people have always said like oh why don't you write a book and i never did but if i did this is kind of what it would be like and it's also you know on the next episode when that one comes out it's going to be you know the negative you know it's not going to be the Hey, MTV is great. And here's our, it's going to talk about what it was like hosting the headbangers ball and having millions of people really like you and maybe millions of people really hate you and, and having to deal with that. And I said in the podcast, you know, I didn't come from a radio background. I didn't come from a TV background. I wasn't a journalist. I was nothing. And all of a sudden I'm like the face of heavy metal. And it was just very, very bizarre. I was just some, you know, kid in Hollywood that had a really cool rock club and that was all very very bizarre and kind of hard to take at first
1: it was fascinating yeah that there was so much history to where you were able to pull off this over like hour and a half almost long podcast about it and it was fascinating to hear and also your audition process and how Axl Rose was involved and one thing that really struck me uh, while listening to this, and also based on my experiences running a metal website, uh, you said that you had no say in the programming of the show. And I can only imagine how hard you must have been punished through uh. your entire career, anywhere you went uh, from people like, yo, man, you got to play my band's video, man. And like, you're just like, dude, <laughs> that's not on me. Like, how many times have you had to explain this to people?
6: To this day, it never, <laughs> ever ended. I mean, people love to say like, oh, you know, well, you didn't do this. And here I am. I mean, in, in some of the earlier episodes, it talks about being a kid coming up through the Los Angeles, Orange County punk rock scene. That's where I, I kind of started as a, as a young kid and then and then got into metal. But there was a lot of crossover between metal and punk rock at that time. I mean, I've always thought Motorhead was kind of a punk rock band and You know, here I am playing these videos, and people would think like, okay, if I put this video on, it's because I like this. Then meanwhile, if I'm going to go see, you know, if I'm going to Slayer shows, everybody's like, what are you doing at a Slayer show? Why aren't you at a slaughter show? I'm like, Uh, uh, I'm a fucking Slayer fan. It's You know, people would think, because these videos are on, these are the videos I like. And, you know, I've also only recently have i started to to defend mtv when i've looked because i never watched headbangers ball when i was on it and now i've been pulling out some of them like wow we really did play a lot of cool stuff as well like i'm looking at it and yeah we played a lot of like kind of hair band stuff but we also played the Mags back then you know we played we had the bad brains on the show yeah, you played as Angel, well as you know. breaking a lot of the metal bands they there was right. just so many there was just so many genres in hard rock, you couldn't please everybody, so when somebody's upset, they're not gonna be upset at M T V, they're gonna be upset at Ricky Rackman. So I took the brunt of that for a while.
1: Now, you mentioned how you've been uh, watching some episodes. You know, I do find old ones on on YouTube, and I'm sure this is something you've been asked a lot, and and I kind of feel like something you've asked probably. Maybe you have an answer. Like, how come they've never rebroadcast any of that content or put it up on demand? or Like, they have all of these outlets to re-air that stuff. Is it a licensing issue? Like, how come they don't ever re-air any of the old episodes?
6: I have no clue i have even gone as far to say as look mtv bring me back we'll play the old stuff i'll tell some of the stories behind the old stuff and i'll do the first couple episodes for free i'll I'll pay for my freaking airfare down there i know for a back it would do well of course i want to do it i want to bring back the headbangers ball and i go out to shows and you know i've I've seen maiden twice on this last tour and there's kids there and there's adults there and the truth is yes i'm older than most people (laughs) but um it's still it's still a lot of great stories and people love those bands and i think there's a, a great you know a thirst for the old stuff and the new stuff. And the thing about me is when I was out there, like I said, I wasn't a journalist or come from a radio background. So I didn't mind being the butt end of a joke. You know, people used to always talk about, oh, Dave Mustaine must have hated you. The truth is Dave Mustaine and I were friends, but people always remembered him giving me a hard time. So if that made for a good show, go ahead. You know, and I think people would love to see that type of stuff. They like the goopiness. And, you know, yes, people don't watch music videos. They can just get it any time. But Headbangers Ball was more than music videos. And I think if we brought it back, it would be huge. And it sure isn't, you know, I'm, they probably will bring it back and they'll bring it back with like any trunk or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I would love to do the Headbangers Ball. I mean, I, like I said, yeah, I ain't asking for money. I just want to do it because I think right now, right now is the time to do it because – People are going to metal shows. There's so much great, new- you know, and a lot of the people that are in their, you know, 40s or 50s or older are complaining. Well, there's no good new music. Well, it's just they haven't been exposed to it. And the kids like the old stuff too. Why do all the big festivals have a lot of the bands that have been around for 30 years on them? Because that shit's good. Yeah. Is it okay yeah. to swear here? By the way, yeah, yes. absolutely.
2: Please. It's mandatory.
6: Okay. <laughs> Guys- I, I, <laughs> I, prefer, I, didn't swear. I think
2: it's uh I think it's personally I think it's Kurt Loder sabotaging you. Yeah. Guy's, I, I can't prove it, but that guy's up to no good.
6: It, you know what? Who knows? <laughs> there are people I mean I'm not gonna say I burned bridges. I mean there are certain events that people wonder like why isn't he on that? And it's because I've been very outspoken. But you know, I don't have agents or managers and I'm not out there saying, Hey, have me host this, have me host this. But it's like, lately, it's been, you guys are missing the boat. Bring back the Headbangers Ball. Absolutely. And it could even be a late night show where we play some of the old stuff, and then I go back and make fun of it. Or or Champion, I mean, we had some incredible, incredible rock and roll moments on that show. And, you know, I never, I didn't, it was Saturday night, so I never watched Headbangers Ball. But <laughs> lately, I've been it? pulling out videotapes for another show that I'm that I'm working on. And I found a videotape that was all raw footage from the Allison Chains Water Park show, which is oh, one of my all-time probably. The, that is, I mean, that would be the most talked-about episode of Headbangers Fall. And I found all this raw footage. I'm like, I gotta find something to do with this stuff. So I want to do it, but like I said, I'm not out there saying, hey, you know, MTV. I don't know anybody at MTV or VH1 anymore, but. We should start a campaign or something, you know? Because I want—I the truth is, I want to do it, and it's not for money, and it's not because I really want to get on TV again. It's just because I think it'd be really, really cool.
1: It's just I don't even think MTV cares about music. like they, where would yeah. the, like the platform? Yeah. The only platform where I could see this could even working would be either like an online thing that they would have, or uh, like at, at best MTV Classic. You know, because that's the only channel where they even air music videos. Anyway. Yeah, what, are they going to stop showing a teen mom so you can put a big ball on? I don't even know yeah. if I have an idea. I so here's the so-
3: show. Here's the show. I have the idea. Here's the show. MTV would totally be into this. It's slides of people like Nicki Minaj and Kanye West and the Kardashians wearing Slayer shirts and Metallica shirts. And then you tell a Slayer or Metallica story commenting on the shirts that these famous <laughs> people are wearing.
6: There you go. You have How the about celebrity that? tie. Bam. And then Kanye and Cardi B says, Who's Slayer? There you go. Yeah. You could, maybe it's yeah, you it's explaining just... their shirts to them. <laughs> Holy shit, that's perfect. What a, you know what it is? It's like it gets to be a point like you know, I've got my career is going great. I'm having a great time. My life has probably never been better, but it's almost gotten to a point now after going to so many shows and hearing this for so many years, that yeah. now I'm like almost a little bit pissed. I'm like What's wrong with you guys? Why? Why you. are we not doing another headbangers ball? And it doesn't. And you don't have to worry about it being real current. You don't have to say, "Well, we need to bring all the current bands." No, we can bring the old bands and the new bands. And you know, you got to remember, there's a lot of great metal bands that have been around for a long time that kids like. And I know that because I go to shows. But you play new stuff too. You know, you play. Yeah, all metal the bands fans and, will and watch. People it. like.
1: Yeah. I feel like metal fans want something like this like all metal fans. So I think it would it would definitely draw a great audience, but at the, at the same time I could see the the metal fans as always just not being pleased like you're not playing enough of this subgenre or you're, you know, but I mean that would be regardless.
6: <laughs> it's stupid because like I might be the only person on social media that is like, "Hey, how many great bands do we have going in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this next time? Instead, yeah, it was the oversight that happened with Nicky and Phil was just terrible, but they righted themselves. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, we got Motorhead, we got Thin Lizzy, um, Judas Priest possible. But instead, everybody's like, they screwed up with Motorhead. Well, Iron Maiden is not in Yeah, I know. But first of all, you know, I- I'm-, I'm also, in a sense, even though I think the world of Dee Snyder, I also... I'm not on the soapbox complaining that we're not metal bands aren't playing the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, it would be great and it would make more sense, but why all of a sudden do we need all this mainstream acceptability? Why do we need to be everywhere? Let's keep it underground like we always have. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there's more of us than that or a lot of us, but you know, everybody wants to complain. We could do the headbanger's ball right now and play music from every single genre and they would all complain because why aren't you playing the old stuff? Why aren't you playing this stuff? Why aren't you playing, you know, but the truth is you got to play a little bit of everything because, you know, you know, are you, are you not going to play Skid Row, Slave to the Grind, which I think is a really good song and play Lamb of God. You know, you're going to play all that. I, if it was my show, I'd play all that stuff, but it would just be, you know, it would just be fun. The only thing I wouldn't play is stuff that's on all the time. I wouldn't play stuff that, of rock, stuff that's on the radio. You want the Headbangers Ball to be the stuff you're not getting everywhere else. But you got to remember, you know, you do want to get a lot of people watching it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't need to play Enter Sandman, I feel. <laughs> people have seen that. But I think no, also, no also the Sandman. draw for the show was hanging out with bands. That, that was, yes. like, my favorite part of, of the – was the – the wraparounds of the music videos. And I, that's actually what I kind of love about the YouTube <laughs> clips is they don't have the music videos, it's just the wraparounds. And it's like, it's so fun to, to go back and watch that. And that, that had such a huge impact on me because it was the first time I feel that uh, you would see these bands show their personality, which w- wasn't really available. Like you couldn't really tell that in a, in a magazine
6: interview or anything.
1: It, it really used the video medium to, to its full form
6: and, and, and people You know People used to give me A hard time Like they would say Oh you know Glenn Danzig Hated Ricky Remember he tried To throw him in the fire <laughs> Okay people If Glenn Danzig Really hated me Why did he play My birthday party You know <laughs> If he did this It's like That's what you do When you're friends it's You do bit, that stuff yeah. You pick each other up You try to throw me In the fire Because I kept on asking him About the misfits Which obviously um, I wasn't that far fetched yeah. When it came to that But but um those were the things that that i didn't mind being the butt end of the joke dave Mustaine said it best he's like we were like abbott and costello and the truth is nobody ever comes up to me and says hey what a great interview you had with with lars no they say remember dave Mustaine must have wanted to kill you remember glenn danzig wanted to throw you in the fire <laughs> remember carrie king used to make fun of you which is funny like those are the three artists they gave me the hardest time that are like the only people that I'm still in contact with, you know? So it's like, I didn't mind being the butt end of a joke because I don't want to give an interview and talk about your producer. I don't give a rat's ass about how you engineered your album. I don't, I want to know about who these people are and, yeah. and what's fun and, and goof ran. and if it means making fun of me, go right ahead. That's okay. Because that's what people want to see. I think.
1: Absolutely, and I feel there and because you you were friends with them, you could kind of get them to, in a sense, lower their guard and kind of like not play the rock star like the kayfabe of it, and then kind of just be cool exactly. And chill. And, uh, and and speaking of kayfabe, uh, another thing that I loved was that you would always pop up on WCW uh, post Headbangers Ball, <laughs> and you were there during to me was like the what reads like the most rock and roll party lifestyle era of wcw which was when all bets were off (laughs) would that be fair to say like how did you accept what's that
6: i was so bummed out about the way that i was on that show because i first of all i love wrestling Mm -hmm. and i wanted to be in Russ, I wanted to be, I think I'd be a great heel manager. You know, I, I wish Jericho would put me on AEW. I, I would love wow. to be a heel wrestler, manager. You know? And um, but what they had me doing is they had me said, okay, Ricky, you're going to be at Spring Break with Monday Night Show and go into this segment saying, hey, we're here at Spring Break and don't forget to use tough acting to nackton <laughs> and now here's Disco Inferno. You know, and I'm like, and <laughs> you know, let Please. I, I tried so hard to work my way into a storyline that one time I almost got power bombed by Kevin Nash, which is great, but I wanted to be in, I wanted so bad to be this like heel manager and it never happened. But I got, I mean, as much as I didn't like what I did, cause all it was like the spring break guy. Um, it was still cool because I got to travel in wrestling and while everybody else was done with their bits They would get their suitcases and get on the plane, and I would go there, sit in the grandstands, and I got to. And I mean, I was there for WCW's final night. You know? Oh wow! Oh, that's because it was really, really. It was really, really a good time.
1: Uh, so that must have. So who, like, who were your, who was your party crew? Like, did you have like a a set of wrestlers that you hung out with? Uh, you were like cool with
6: it was funny I was I was always <laughs> I was always with the Nitro girls oh. but the Nitro girls took great pleasure in saying to me you know what you're just like our brother and I was like oh, wow right. I, I don't want to be I don't want to <laughs> be like you know yeah, so I was by the Nitro girls. Ray Mysterio hung out with us a lot um Perry Saturn Raven oh, um, Diamond Dallas Page Kevin Nash um uh billy kidman was really cool disco inferno there was a lot of there was a lot of great talent you know vampiro is a really good dude were you um, was there any overlap just, with your fun. time
3: there and bob mold was what was there any overlap with your tenure at wcw and bob mold's tenure
6: how bizarre is it that we never or if we did cross past I didn't put two and two together oh, man. because I've spoke with him afterwards. That I mean, how bizarre is it that he was even with WC yeah, no, so, and we never weird. really crossed paths huh. during that time, which is is bizarre.
1: What did he have any takeaways when you talked to him about it after? Like any like looking back at it, like what? Because a, a, he was there during the craziest transition period of the the backstage stuff.
6: Yeah, he brought it up, but I I don't remember ever having any contact with him. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was with WCW. Not at all. So It was great. I remember one time, oh, one thing that was really cool was that um, they would put me with the announcers. So I'd share a dressing room with Gene Okerlund, Tony wow. Schiavone, wow. Um, Bobby, Bobby the Brain. Ooh, nice. And I'd sit in a dressing room and hear these guys tell stories. And it was absolutely amazing. And I remember one night, Eric Bischoff was like kind of loaded and he's like dude you're going to be the next Mean Gene Okerlund and I was like I don't want to be the next yes. I, I'm, first of all I, I can't be the next I mean, Gene, Gene Okerlund was the best I go I can't be the next I go I want to be a manager but he said that and then they never renewed my contract I never did anything with WCW but I really wanted to I, that's why I, w- I wish I could do something with, with um, AEW because I think that there's some there's some talent there
1: yeah it's it's really fun and well, one other thing I wanted to ask you about and, and I've heard you uh, briefly mention this in another interview and it's something that I've I've heard Raven talk about which was a little bit of a hard partying backstage, namely uh, ecstasy use. And I was so fascinated by this because I was just like, who is providing the, like without, I'm not asking you to snitch on anything? Unless you want to. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how does that even happen? Like how, uh, like, and I know wrestlers have said that they've gone to the ring, still feeling the after effect. And it like, just that whole scenario blows my mind. You know, and of course, this is pre-social media, so you can get away with it. So, like, but what was the,
6: what was the Did deal? I say that in an interview, or did somebody else? Uh,
1: the going to the ring, uh, you did not say it in an interview. Somebody else might have mentioned
6: that. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> there was, which is weird because there. Was, I mean, at that point, you know, I had, I've, I've been sober for a long time, but I've done everything pretty much. And there was a time that there was a party and everybody, when everybody go to the clubs afterwards, there were a lot of people doing ecstasy. And I always thought that that was bizarre. But that was like a hard lifestyle because those people would just beat the crap out of themselves, and then they'd go to like clubs afterwards and party. And then it was just like, I mean, but that's that's what I've been around. You know, I went from mm-hmm. rock and roll to wrestling, and there was so many similarities. You know, I see. So it was just like the drug and, of the uh, time. Yeah, there, I mean, I'm and not going to say a, who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was there. It was just like
1: around, and and people were just okay. Th- that makes sense. It was just in the clubs. And everyone just wants to, like, I'm sure being at Nitro was so stressful, and you're so amped up with the adrenaline of of, of fighting, you need to take a load off and go go party a little bit afterwards.
6: And these are young people that all of a sudden are making some good money. Right. So they're going out, they're working, and then after the thing, they're going to the clubs with their rock stars. And... You know, if there were, I do know that there were some people that were taking ecstasy and doing that at the time. I'm, I'm not going to say who. No, 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 I don't. But want um, it was Liz. Mark, was a I used to. I remember. I used to hang out. we were like, I think we were like the loser duo that I'd hang out with Disco Inferno quite a bit. <laughs> and he was not doing ecstasy, but we were both like, wow, you know, watching everybody else get shit.
2: Oh, by the way, we have Disco Inferno on the line. Say hello. <laughs> no,
3: <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Did he uh, actually like disco music,
2: or was he annoyed with that gimmick?
6: I have no idea, but he um, sure was you know. a lot of fun. He did I that. Had a lot of fun with that guy. That guy was a that guy was a good guy.
2: He did that gimmick uh, like on indies. Like he wasn't just forced into it. Okay. I think he was real. I mean, I don't know if he really liked disco, but he liked disco. Yeah. I gimmick, hope you know.
1: so. Uh, we have a we have a caller on line. You could be on the line if you want to ask uh, Ricky a question. The number to dial two one three. wide nut That's 213 943 3688. It really does spell wide nut. Uh, 814, is this
6: Irish? Wide, W I D E, nuts?
1: Yes. Yes.
6: (laughs) Singular. I'm just curious. What words did you try that were turned down? Well, we we, we didn't ask for that number. Or were you. (laughs) Or were you given the number and you're like, okay, guys, we got to sit in a meeting. What does yeah. it spell? And yeah, says, it spells yeah, white that's what? It that's what happened. Perfect. We re- we re-
2: first it. engineered it into some words.
6: Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we were because ball sack was taken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: they would have give us that number, but uh we got eight one four Irish Mike.
0: We got all This is Irish Mike.
2: Hello, Irish Mike. What's your question? Hey, how's it
0: man? Well, first of all, I want to tell Ricky, I'm I'm totally down with you. Uh, that whole idea of bringing back Headbangers Ball, the way you say, play some old stuff, play some new stuff, play shit people don't always hear. Um, I've done some time in radio and stuff myself, and
5: <clears throat>
0: I don't know. I totally agree with it. I think people would love it. I see young kids at at shows, like you said, that bands that have been around 30 years. So I'm I'm down with that. Man, if I, if you ever did that, I would definitely watch it.
6: Thanks, Irish Mike. You know how I know that there's a lot of young kids at the metal shows because when I go to a show and I'll just use Maiden as an example, when I go to the yeah. show, the Maiden shows, I never get recognized. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so that's like, like when I went to like certain shows, like when I went, and saw I don't remember, whenever she, you know, I'm sure when I go to Slayer or whatever, it'll be crazy. But sometimes I'll go to shows and that's how I know there's a lot yeah. of young kids just like very rarely of the kids right. know who I am. So I'm like, that's a good thing. That means there's a lot of young kids and, and I use the Maiden show as an example because it was so good that I right. decided to fly to Vegas to see him again. And you're right. And thank right.
0: You. Uh, well, you'd probably get recognized more if you had a
6: wig, long hair, you know? No, my hair is long again.
0: <laughs> oh, it is long my hair. Again. Okay. My, <laughs> yeah. My hair got long again
6: <laughs> and it's the stupidest thing. And the problem is cause my hair grows like weeds. I hate long hair, but I'm letting it grow just because I can. And I figured that I'll cut it one more time. But now everybody says, oh, you're a poser, you cut your hair. Well, now you say, oh, you're a poser, but you still have long hair.
0: Oh, well. I give a shit. I don't give a shit about what somebody wears or what their hair looks like. I mean, when you're listening to a song, you can't hear their hair. So who gives exactly. a fuck, really?
6: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, Thank you, Irish Mike.
0: Hey, not a problem. I had a question. I heard you guys talking earlier about uh, Slayer t-shirts, make Nicki Minaj, stuff like that. What do you think would be the oldest t-shirt that you own? like a band shirt that you still wear? Hmm. Hmm. I know I'm putting you on the spot, man.
6: I have so many t-shirts and the problem is that they keep on disappearing. I mean, you know, like for instance, I've been looking on eBay. I had an Alice Cooper plays the cat house, 1989 shirt that I was looking for. Um, Somewhere, I, I still have like a 1989 Slash shirt that's not that old. I have like some old punk rock shirts, but I don't have that many old. Because co- I'm that guy that didn't buy the concert shirts, and now I'm kicking myself in the head, wishing I always bought all those concert shirts. So I don't have that many old concert shirts.
1: All right. Well, thank you for your question, Irish Mike. We got another caller. Once again, the number 213 Wide nut 213-943-3688. We have area code eight six five. Area code 865. Hey, what's up? What's your name, Tennessee? What was your name? Sorry, I talked over. What up, Tennessee? <laughs> sea bass. Sea bass. What's going on? Bass. Do you have a question for uh, for Ricky?
6: I'm uh, not much, man. I'm just getting stoned in my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We appreciate the uh, the candor, the honesty. Mm-hmm. What's your question?
6: Uh, all right, Ricky, if you had to uh, get a, what, a tattoo of either Chinese democracy or sane anger, which tattoo would you be fortunate? Oh, to that's get? a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Well, first of all, hypothetical questions are stupid but <laughs> when you're stoned in your bathroom you think of crazy stuff <laughs> i would never ever get a chinese democracy or stanger but that, that is <laughs> I, ha- I would not get either but you know what which here, do you hate my chinese least. democracy would have been okay if it was released as an axel rose solo album mm-hmm mm.
1: Yeah,
3: I no. mean, there's some
6: good, yeah, there's UK. some good songs
1: on it. No, I don't I don't dislike Chinese democracy. I mean, you know, it's no appetite for destruction or anything. But there's there's some all right songs on it.
6: I'm very curious I, about I more of the earlier but like I want to hear know, more Bucket I, stuff. I do. I don't think I have any band tattoos. I don't have any band tattoos. Hmm. I almost got a, a CFH a Cowboys from Hell tattoo a long time ago when we were all in some bar in Texas, but I didn't, but I don't have any band tattoos, but I could tell you right now that those the Chinese democracy and a St. Anger tattoo, that would be a negatory, my friend. <laughs> Do you, uh,
1: still keep in touch with, with Axl Rose? Cause, uh. You know, obviously he, no. he had a big uh, thing to do with the in the Headbangers ball thing and, and all that stuff.
6: No, I mean, occasionally I'll I'll text Slash or Duff, mm-hmm. but I have no I haven't talked to Axel in years. Um, I'd like to, you know, I've I've always said great things about him and and it, it's funny, I live in North Carolina now and they and they played in North Carolina right when I was in France, so ah. I didn't see him recently, but um, no, I haven't really talked to Axel in a long, long time.
1: All right, well, hopefully you guys uh, get back in touch. That would be that would be a cool little podcast session you guys could have. I'm sure you have yeah, a lot of the cat uh, house. Yeah, I d- If ever
6: there was somebody I want to put on the cat house. <laughs> I mean, maybe Axel heard some of the stories on the cat house Hollywood podcast, and that's why he doesn't want to talk to me, uh, huh. because some people have said, but I mean, there's there's nothing, I've never said anything that wasn't flattering about him, mm-hmm. but there were, you know, there was a the great, you know, on the podcast, there's the story about the Axel David Bowie incident, yep. the story of him, you know, punching the turntables, there's stuff because the cat house basically was guns and roses club. They could do whatever they want. And if, you know, if people want like, let me plug my podcast right now. Please, if you want to hear some crazy rock and roll stories, Go to the Cat House Hollywood podcast. And even like, you know, Tom Morello, you're like, well, what's Tom? Tom Morello tells some crazy stories of, you know, wanting almost to be in the hair metal scene back then and, and tell some great Cat House stories. So there's, there's a lot of great stories that have only been told on that show. And it's told by like, you know, Billy Duffy of the call, Dave Ellison of Megadeth. You know, there's just some really, really cool stories. And it's like a book. I try to paint the picture and bring people there. It's not an interview show at all. Uh,
1: right on. Well, Ricky, thank you so much for taking some time to to hang out with us here. And if you want to listen to the the podcast, the website is cathousehollywood.com. You can also search for it wherever you're in your podcast app. Uh, thank you so much, Ricky. Uh, I hope I hope someone very from nice m-
6: talking to you. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope
1: someone from MTV is listening, and we finally get this Headbangers Ball thing on the, on the road. Of course
6: they're not listening Let's be real <laughs> Come on There's music We're talking about music They have nothing to not listen. Listen. You're right Talk <laughs> to you later Alright have a great one Bye
1: bye Alright that was awesome Thank yeah. you very much To uh, Ricky Rackman there And um, Once again You can be Part of the show Two and three Wide nut Looks like somebody Called in to ask them A question and they, We lost yeah. Sorry probably we had, we had to let Ricky go He's a busy man yeah, He's got a lot of things to do Busy man mm-hmm. Speaking of a busy man, no, you were pretty busy last week.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: what, what? What were your
3: favorite parts of last week's episode of the podcast?
4: Uh, I didn't listen.
1: <gasps> wow.
4: Well, that's because I didn't have internet service to download it because I was mostly in the desert.
1: When did you get back?
4: On Sunday. So
1: you oh, had triple time. I mean, too. you were in LAX, right? Because there is free internet in LAX, and
2: you've yeah. been here for two days, also.
1: Just saying. Well, so I had, I had to when did you not listen to that? Oh, and you had to drive upstate to pick up your dog? Mm, so you were in time. a car. I
4: have other radio things I need to catch up with, uh, like the Cat House Hollywood podcast uh, hosted uh, by Ricky uh, Rackman.
2: Fine. More important things than us. Okay, just checking. Hmm. No, but okay. how was it?
4: Uh, <laughs> What's in your mouth? How
2: was
4: <laughs> Rob's eating a Halloween Reese's Pieces, by the way, if anyone cares. Uh, it was great. So I had never been to the desert before. You know that you have Sid?
1: Yes. Well, is that really true? I mean, you grew oh, up in I, Israel.
4: Okay,
5: <laughs> that's
3: true. All right. <laughs> You've never
5: been to the American
2: wait, desert. Wait. Maybe this wait, is on. a lie. Is that- we we oh, just uncovered shit.
3: something. It's <laughs> to Axel Rose about being an Israeli and now it turns out it was I, alive the whole way. <laughs> wait,
4: it was uh oh, damn. I didn't finish my sentence. I'd never been to the desert as a like in my thirties. <laughs> okay. okay.
1: <laughs> the American desert. You never been to the uh, American desert. Okay.
4: Yeah. So um, that was really cool. Just like having to get adjusted to how quiet it was there. Like it was just like a quiet that I had never experienced before. Mm -hmm. Um, I also did mushrooms again. (laughs) And that was a lot of fun. Uh, But the biggest thing from my week, which did not happen in the desert, happened in LA, was that uh, for the first time in my life, I, I. I, f- I faced one of oh my, my fears uh, and I went to.
1: You clipped your toenails with a Chinese person. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Christ. Go ahead.
4: Uh, I faced my fear of uh, firing a handgun. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought firing an employee. <laughs> <laughs> We're employees.
3: Oh, no, I don't want to fire anyone. Fine out there. Well, what <laughs> do you think she was firing the handgun at? <laughs> right.
2: Kill two fears with one stone.
4: <laughs> So uh, you went to a shooting range. I went to a shooting range, and um, I, uh, I, it was very very stressful for me. I, it, I was getting very like hot and nervous.
1: So now let let's pause. So, were you coerced into this? Were you a willing participant? How how did this come up?
4: Okay, so my boyfriend. Does a lot of like combat training and like he's into handguns and stuff like that. So
3: yeah. I wanted to like... He's a
1: survivalist. He's
3: a total survivalist. Very, very <laughs> masculine. Like a zombie apocalypse or when the minorities take over, what's he afraid Look, of?
1: Climate more? change. Who knows? He's who not, knows what, what the
2: future... It's
4: not, it's not that he's afraid of anything. He just likes to be prepared.
2: Sid, he's not afraid of anything. Okay? Stop <laughs> suggesting that. He is a... I heard it in your tone.
4: <laughs> he is a well-prepared man, ready for anything, which is what turns me on about him. Mm.
2: Uh, he's He's got rows and rows of condensed milk in his basement. Mm. So sexy.
4: No, he doesn't have yeah, It's more I, like no, it's,
2: evaporated want, it's not condensed. What's the <laughs> difference? Come on. Go with the joke. Fuck's sake.
4: Spam. He's got a lot of spam in the basement.
1: Mm. Is that uh, a euphemism for
3: something? Spam in the basement? It's a
1: lot of junk email. Uh, <laughs> Printed it out. <laughs>
4: <sighs> so... You know, in California you can just go to a gun range and rent a gun and shoot it.
3: Is
1: this indoor or outdoor? Indoor. Okay. I mean, I, I mean you could do that in other parts of the country not, as well. not
4: around Well, yes, but not around New York City. No. Okay. You'd have to go to like I think like Pennsylvania or something to do it. I'm like You I could I don't go
3: do visit Irish Mike. <laughs> go shooting with Irish Mike. Yeah, I, there's nothing there. That, guns. That's that's
4: problem. No, but in New Jersey I would need a license.
1: Ah. God forbid.
3: And
4: I'm not going
1: to I know, see. So you I see. It's one of the rare states where you can go to a range unlicensed. Unlicensed, yes. Okay.
4: Uh, Which is
1: interesting, because they have very strict gun control laws otherwise.
3: mm -hmm. But as long as it's just at
1: a range. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, why would you... Yeah, okay. I'm with it.
4: Okay. So, uh, first I got those, like, earmuffs. Uh Uh-huh. And we go inside... And every time, so like on one side is everyone shooting rifles, and mm. on the other side is everyone shooting handguns. And every time a gun goes off, I just like, like, <laughs> shake. <laughs> you know, I, I just like jump. So I have, like, I don't like balloons popping or any mm. like loud explosion sound.
2: You're like a guy that came home
1: from Vietnam.
4: Exa- I, exactly. I think in well, my also, past life.
1: Is it also because of growing up? In his
5: yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs>
1: It's that's, amazing you, you like know? rock music. Do you have like some sort of deep down trauma that you like bury you know like
4: Maybe that's what it is. And I just it's so suppressed that I can't even remember it. Yeah.
1: Who knows who the IDF was shooting at that night? But anyway, go ahead.
4: Oh fuck <laughs> Ah I twisted it. I twisted
2: it. You didn't think that's
4: right.
1: Directed by M.
2: Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but go ahead.
4: Uh well actually when, when I lived in Israel, it was the opposite, so. Just so you know. in What well, was the opposite? In, my, in the West Bank when I lived there.
2: Mm-hmm. You got shot at?
4: I didn't get shot at, but um, a, a kid from my school blew up hmm. uh-huh. because of terrorism.
1: Oh, I thought just because he ate
3: too much at a Seder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but, like, how did that happen? He's like,
2: like Axl like he Rose. Blew, he blew, he blew, it was
1: a suicide? I don't want to get
4: into that. I'm just... It's like you, you made a joke and I'm
1: I see I, yeah, I went too Rob. far I went too far with the joke he I did. apologize
3: um, she knows how to shoot now Rob don't fuck with her yeah don't fuck with me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so back to the shooting so yeah you got the earmuffs uh,
4: yeah so I got the earmuffs but like I didn't get the earplugs so mm-hmm. everything was super loud so anyways then I, I went back out I got the earplugs it was a little bit
3: better so you need muffs and plugs
4: plugs and muffs but then oh damn all right it's so loud.
3: But then what if somebody behind you is like, hey, move, I'm about to shoot where your head is, and you can't hear them.
4: No, you have your own line that you're assigned okay.
3: to.
5: Right.
4: But it's yeah, so loud. Yeah, have you ever watched
1: shows where people go to shooting ranges? It's like you have your area. Sid turns that off. I've been the to soon a soon shooting range, on. but.
3: You have? You know, I talked about this on the show with my brother-in-law. Yeah. when uh, New That
1: York was York. more like you were in like an open field. It was though. an outdoor, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh,
4: okay. Did you shoot a gun?
3: Yeah. What kind Numerous. of gun was it? There's, like, handguns. There was uh, oh, automatic. Oh, you shot several guns? Yeah. He's wow. got a whole bunch of guns.
1: Do you find Sid more attractive? Sid has yeah. his own gun. Didn't he get you a gun? No. No? He made me a keychain with a bullet. Oh, okay. That's he didn't sort of give like me that. a fucking gun. <laughs> That's, That's not how I, guns I I, work, I thought Rob. he gifted you a gun, but, <laughs> no. like, he kept it there. I, no. I mean, no, it was the bullet. That's, yeah. I was misremembering the story.
4: Jesus yeah. Christ. I was so nervous. I don't know about you, but I was so nervous.
1: What were you nervous about?
4: So, first of all... um, I was just nervous that the that the recoil would like blow up in my face. It mm-hmm. was like an irrational fear. Mm. Just I was filled with irrational fears.
1: Now you were you were shooting a handgun.
4: Yes. Okay. I don't know what it's called. I forgot
2: a handgun. See, Noah a is forty five. Noah is trained in the ways of the Buddhists uh, who do martial arts. It's <laughs> not. She's not used to using a handgun. She's used to
1: hand to hand combat. Yes. Her Chia! hands
2: and legs are the lethal <laughs> weapons.
4: Yes. Um, and I and like it was just like an irrational fear of like what if somehow like you know like the gun goes off again and like I shoot someone or I shoot myself it was just like just a bunch of irrational sure. fears and like when I finally did it when I finally like pulled the trigger you know like the it's loud and the gun like recoils and stuff like that like it, it doesn't stay straight like on TV it like mm-hmm. jumps <sighs> So uh, I cried a little. Aww. I was so nervous.
1: <laughs> on the way there or in there? No,
4: in there. Like my the the goggles that I was wearing were, were like filling up with water because <laughs> I just I just didn't want to do there, it.
1: Were there any? Were, were there other women there or were you? The there one? were. Yeah. Okay Yeah. Were they all kind of like looking at you, like come on, you're making us look bad?
4: <laughs> no, <laughs> they weren't. They there was actually a couple of noobs that were getting um, like training mm. in the in the room mm. before you walk into the lanes, and they were like asking basically all the questions that I had, so I was like paying attention to that. Um, and then I saw that like one of them wasn't even shooting it, so I guess she didn't even want to.
1: So. Oh, I see.
4: Yeah, but it was so weird because it was like a Thursday, like late morning. And it was filled with people Like I guess people just do that
3: Well some of them are like cops That are just practicing Oh yeah that's true And then some are just psychotic people Who mm-hmm. think that the zombie apocalypse is coming And they need to be ready with their aim
2: They're going to storm area 51
3: Yeah there's mm-hmm. some of those There's all types man Lots of people like guns But yeah. so you did you? Would you do it again Or is that once was good enough for you
4: uh, I should also say Uh-oh. that I didn't let my boyfriend fill the magazine up with the 10 bullets. I was like, I'll only do it one bullet at a time. <laughs> Fair. So the answer, Sid, is, uh, it's not going to be my new hobby.
3: Okay, good. Good. <laughs>
4: but oh. I'm glad I tried it and I faced my fear because I'm terrified of guns. That's good.
2: Do you and your survivalist boyfriend ever do a sex play with a Geiger counter? You know, What's
4: a Geiger counter?
2: You know, the thing that you test for radiation and... <laughs> Oh, baby oh, I think there's some radiation on your puss
4: No, he's not oh. It's not like a radiation drink. She's not from Chernobyl, there I'm just
2: saying he might have that in his, in his uh, bunker In his bunker Alongside the pistol and the evaporated milk, Rob Sorry Does he refer to your vagina as his bunker? <laughs>
4: I, I do. I sure do hope so. <laughs> it's the best bunker he'll ever have. The oh.
1: missiles are coming down. I'm going in. Does he have like one of those uh, black lights that checks the room for semen? No. Any, room to, like any hotels you go to? No, I don't think
4: that's combat uh, training, not yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. forensic files. <laughs> it's a
3: different
1: kind yeah. of survivalism.
3: <laughs> Rob's just got a
2: one-track mic. I just really want one of those black lights. <laughs>
4: at
3: kid's store. This is
2: what the black light sounds like when Rob
3: does it around his
2: bedroom. There's so much semen that it just breaks. <laughs> yeah, this is not the Geiger count. It's just the thing, the actual thing breaks. This thing shouldn't pops. be
1: making that sound. Actually, this is weird. It just cracks for me. We, we never programmed any sounds into it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's the cum <laughs> dripping from the ceiling. There's over forty
2: five hundred wrenches <laughs> of cum in this room. <laughs> <sighs> oh,
1: yes, oh, yes. First time wrenches has
2: been uttered on this yeah. podcast. I, I think yes. ten years.
3: Is that the cum counter? Oh, who's
5: g-chatting?
3: <laughs> oh man. Right. So what else did you do on the trip? Any other highlights?
4: Uh, I mean, like, couple stuff. We went to a spa okay. in Palm Springs. Ooh. Um, we ate this incredible dinner uh, and had an amazing chocolate souffle cake. I don't Ooh. know, is that interesting?
3: What was the dinner?
1: Is yeah. food interesting to yeah. Sid? I mean, I don't know.
4: We went to a place called Roy's in Palm Springs. Roy and Rogers?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> the original
3: Roy Rogers. That's so good.
4: Um, and uh, we actually had this amazing uh we, we had two amazing uh meals meals well for appetizer we shared like a like a two-person thing and we had these like lobster like i i went out of my comfort zone i ate lobster and it was like these lobster Why are you not comfortable with lobster?
3: i don't like lobster did you like this lobster? Yeah. Okay. Cuz it was
4: what, in a dumpling. You
2: don't like it or what's the comfort thing? Is that something cuz they're boiled think, alive?
4: Uh, when I had it I didn't like the taste. It was like too like sea, like seawater tastes. Mm. And it's too complicated to eat. I don't want to have to like work for
3: yeah. it with food. the shell and stuff. I, okay. Yeah, but yeah. like well, lobster roll that's just like a sandwich.
4: Right, but I didn't like a lobster roll. It was oh, too fishy. Oh,
3: okay.
2: I don't like that they boil them in oil while they're alive, you know. It's kind of kind of inhumane. Yeah. No.
3: I mean there's really no humane way to murder an animal. Yeah, I sure. I mean, they, but they they end up dead either way, right? But and they, isn't the thing that they don't really feel it? It's like as you as you raise the temperature when they're already in the water that I don't think that's what wasn't they that do. like a thing. No. That is a
2: saying. Like if you, like if you put a frog in a pan and you yeah. raise it lightly, it's like a political thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's how we are in society yeah. supposedly. But I think they or they dump them in when it's already boiling, though. I'm pretty sure. No,
5: yeah.
4: I mean, either way, if it's like slowly heating up or dumped right into hot water. I'm sorry, we're talking about bad. what here?
1: We're doing a show. Rob. Sorry, <laughs> lobster I got, I got genocide, little, lobster. Oh yeah, no, the water is already boiling when they throw them in there. Yeah. Okay. So that's mean. The, that's the challenge. I mean, no, I, I should. I, a mean, I
2: I'm a irrelevant to this discussion because I wouldn't eat lobster, humane or not. But.
1: Yeah. I'm. For, yeah, like do it. Kill them. Like I'm. I'm okay with the... Uh, killing animals humanely but why do they do it that way is there some <laughs> culinary
2: reason that they dumped it I Must believe be there someday. is
1: yeah I believe there's probably 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 pressure. succulent. yeah or
4: the stress hormones are uh, more delicious so go on uh okay and then um it was uh sh- like short ribs <laughs> uh like a sushi roll because it was like like half it was kind of like a Hawaiian slash Japanese fusion place and then um, we had a four course like a a four a four fish entree course and it was tuna salmon mahi mahi and butterfish mahi mahi
2: isn't that two things
5: (laughs)
3: What is mm. butterfish? I don't know. It was delicious. I'll tell you that.
5: So like
2: everything like looks good, butterfish. Oh no! Um. <laughs> and you
1: saw Monica.
4: <laughs> oh, that's right. I caught up with uh, Monica. Front of the show, of Monica. The show you who, felt
1: up her baby bump. I saw on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, is there's dog Stella doing all right?
4: Stella's alive and kicking, and her uh, other dog is uh, Shaq who's like an Instagram and TikTok sensation. Mm. Um. Yeah, and Monica's pregnant, for those of you who don't follow her on Facebook.
3: Does she know who the dad is? Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, he was there. Oh,
3: okay. Is it her husband or some other guy?
1: (laughs) To Mario. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Twist. That's an M. Night Shyamalan twist. She's out in California, California. (laughs) right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're not saying no.
4: Well... (laughs) I guess we'll have to see when she goes on Mori for the paternity test. DNA test. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's it.
1: Interesting. One other thing I wanted to mention before we get to our hate mail Ooh. portion of the podcast is there's been an interesting update in the world of mayhem. Mm. Now I want to mention next month's Bonus episode on our Patreon mm-hmm. is going to be a, uh, what are we calling it, Darren? I would say a, a roundtable discussion of a movie. Yes, a roundtable round yes, round discussion of the Lords of Chaos movie. So it's not going to be a watch along in that we watched together. We all watched it separately and then came. Uh, all over
4: to- each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. 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 We came together to
1: discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we did a solid 45 minutes.
4: This is why I know Sid is one of my best Talking
1: films. about
2: it. And not only that, we kind of, we could have gone longer. There's so much to dig into this movie.
1: About. Yeah. Well, there's been an interesting development. Oh, really? A little postscript, uh, which is now Mayhem is putting out a new album uh, next month. Mm. So they're doing media for it. And it's the first time they've been doing media uh, you know, since the movie came out. And uh, Necro Butcher... Not the professional wrestler right. From the early aughts The man who he got the name from uh, The guitar uh, The bassist of Mayhem Who was the guy in the movie Who quit the band After Dead died Because he thought It was really gross What Euronymous was doing With the bone chips Which were not even So he
3: quit the band But now he's the only Original member in the band Is that what's
1: going on? I believe
3: Or is the drummer there
1: might, Yeah the drummer might Okay but anywho So he, he was interviewed <laughs> And let's listen to this uh, Little I interview clip Scary. Is this you interviewed him? No I did not interview him uh, can, can I get my audio? Oh, Ricky oh. Rackman
3: Oh movie?
8: nice Well let's talk a little bit About the mysterious Dom Satanas. <clears throat> In the middle of the Process Of the songwriting And stuff um, Our buddy Herolin Decided to take his own life I felt very sad about that this is dead uh, I was lines. kind of sh- stroke by uh, uh, what do you call that uh, uh, yeah sorrow for a long time still actually feel sorrow about that but the first year was particularly bad and uh, especially since my friend uh, friend you almost, I took fucking photos of uh, his corpse so that didn't help much with the grief I felt. I felt like I needed to go over and kill that Eustian Uranus fucking backstabber. But uh, you know, it's uh, funny with the back uh, with the karma, you know, bad karma there. Because uh, he went behind my back, uh, called Varg uh, weakness got him to play bass on the album, and. Uh, And then that was kind of bad karma, I guess, because we all know what happened to him. Um, uh, Okay, I can just tell it now, we can hold it in for many years, but actually I was on my way down to kill him myself. And um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, when it happened, I just saw the morning paper, I'm thinking, fuck, I gotta get home to my place and get out all, all the weapons and drugs and shit I had in my house because they're coming to my house because I'm probably gonna be a number one suspect for this. But little did I know that the Norwegian police already knew that uh, Count Krishna was going going down to Oslo to kill him because they were... Bugged. How
1: nice of him to refer yeah.
8: <laughs> to Mark as Count Krishna and that dude. His phone and he actually talked he about this killing man. before... He went from Bergen, so the cops already knew uh, that he was coming. So they're probably thinking to themselves, okay, uh, we didn't nail this guy for church burning, so let's nail him for murder and get rid of this fucking guy in Oslo at the same time. So that's basically what happened. Interesting. Apparently the hmm. cops had Varg's phone tapped and
1: knew this is Black Metals nine eleven.
2: Wow. Or
3: at least Black Bushed Metals The Wire. mayhem. Huh. <sighs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Bush did Mayhem, yes. Wow. But did Mayhem ever tour with Bush?
8: Um, oh, he's thinking so,
3: about
8: it. So, <laughs> uh, that album had uh, been a little bit problem because we had... Uh, in Jet fuel can't Mania melt fjords. Back in the back. <laughs> so, we couldn't Man. do any...
3: If only Varg really killed Gavin Rossdale instead. How awesome would that have been? <laughs> I'd forgive everything else about Varg if that had been the case.
1: You forgive the anti-Semitism? Sure.
3: How does that affect me day to day? he oh. Fine, hate me, great.
2: What's a little anti-Semitism mm-hmm. between friends?
1: <laughs> all right, let's get to our hate mail. You can send us hate mail all week long. We love, absolutely love. Do you hear me? We love to hear from you. You can email hatemail at metalinjection.net. We also have a little voicemail situation going on the episode page. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast. You can use your computer mic, your phone mic, mic, your Irish Irish mic mic to record a a voicemail in the speak pipe widget on, on the page. Or if you're feeling fancy, feeling technological, record... A voice memo with your phone, with your voice memos app, and email that to hate mail at net It's crazy. Or email us a video of yourself talking if that's mm-hmm. easier. Whatever you want to do. Full body, though. Please. Uh, <laughs> so we got some hate mail. Let me queue them up. Can I get our hate mail music? What? <laughs> Is that a thing? No, we don't have it. Yeah, uh, we do. Oh, we do.
2: It's
1: so tough. <laughs> go. How to it the okay. We got... Uh, okay, so the first thing is from Rob who asks... Actually, the two hate mails are related. Uh, last week, we were talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, and the nominees. And one of the nominees was the Notorious B.I.G., who we said both... Er, deserves the nomination and will go in. We'll it's be, will be, right inducted in. Now, Rob, who I believe uh, is in the UK, is this is Two Bs, Two B yes. Robson. Yeah. Uh he long time, long time. Uh, is this a problematic take we're about to hear? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, he cool. goes. I know absolutely nothing about the Notorious B.I.G., which I guess in itself is a little problematic.
2: He's <laughs> a young guy, I mean, though. His yeah. We're talking about 20 years ago since his last album. Right. So. Actually,
1: I knew absolutely nothing about the Notorious B.I.G.
4: Not being a fan Wait, of rap no, music. Hold on. Hold, do it in the Kermit
1: voice. What are oh, you doing? Oh, God. Why did all three of you <laughs> automatically, in a heartbeat, say yes He should be in the Hall of Fame when he only released two albums. Is he one of those dudes who only became legendary after he (laughs) (laughs) after they died? He
2: was a a mega star, (coughs) universally
3: agreed to be one of the greatest MCs of all time, if not
2: the greatest. And he also did a lot of you know mixtapes and stuff outside of his two albums. And I mean, so let me just let me just finish. Let me just finish. Why why
1: does he so unquestionably deserve a Hall of Fame spot? His musical legacy can't be that Hall of Fame worthy after two albums, can't it? I'm not disputing it. As I said, I know nothing about him. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. He, so,
2: in addition to his actual music, he just um, he revolutionized the way uh, hip hop is. Performed. He made hip hop
1: pop music. I feel.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wait. Mar- well, well mm-hmm. can Let me clarify that he. He was... There were other hip-hop artists in right. pop, but he was the first to make it successful without watering it down yeah. to pop standards.
1: Excellent point. Yes. And even though he did very commercial things, he was very much accepted on the street and had, mm-hmm. had all the street cred. Except that one street where he got shot. Mm-hmm. They did not accept him. I mean... <laughs> fact but yeah but no yeah he's top five all time at worst also both of those albums are completely flawless and yeah he has far more material than two albums right he also and
3: those were massive albums there's a lot of fucking songs on
1: the there. thing is also he there's a lot like he did an album with the junior mafia which is essentially another bag album it's just like him and like all the other people and he wanted to bring up didn't he more or less write little kim's first album no he, no he produced it
3: but i think he wrote a lot of her uh, lyrics well. i'm pretty sure
1: She, I mean, she wouldn't say that.
3: I think she did. I don't know. I think I saw some interview in a documentary where she said that he did a lot of that. But anyways. Well, anywho.
1: But yeah, he made her career for sure. Yeah. And like they were each other's muses. He was very, very important in hip hop. I Yes. Yeah. And so and in music as a whole. Mm -hmm.
2: And hip hop is also something that is very current. Like I feel like the most popular things are the things that just came out Uh and people are very reluctant to go, I like this throwback thing from twenty five years. Like in you know, in you will see kids today that like Nirvana. Yeah. And stuff you don't see that in hip hop. You don't see kids
3: rocking like run D M C shirts right Right. now.
2: But he's the exception. Like it's very cool to still like Biggie
1: Smalls. Yeah for sure among youth, the youths all right now we got ross long time long time a longer time long time uh ross narly ao livecast it's your boy ross and i wanted to send over a handful of drops i pulled a few weeks ago and forgot no. to send over i giggled also i wanted to ask if any of you were watching or had watched the wu-tang show on ulu no
3: no no. I watched the documentary
1: on Showtime, but I did not watch the dramatic series. There is a, yeah, the, uh, a fictional Wu-Tang series. Is it, good? Is it series? worth
4: watching, Ross? Uh,
1: I think yeah, it's dope, but I wanted to know your thoughts. So he thinks it's dope.
4: Oh, the last dope thing that I watched was The Righteous Gemstones, and everybody should watch that oh, show. Oh, yeah. Could that
3: shows... So that, could I just cut in one thing about the Biggie Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing quickly? The Sex Pistols are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They released one proper
1: album, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, it I, yeah. I think it only you only need one great if album If you le-
3: leave enough of an impact It doesn't matter how many albums you put out Should they be in, the Sex Pistols? Yeah, sure, absolutely yeah.
2: Okay. Just asking yeah.
3: I mean, the Ramones released one album 30
1: times So,
5: <laughs> right uh,
1: On that subject, who are your favorite New York rappers? Well, we've obviously spent a bit of time talking about one of them As Nas, someone partial to yes. East Coast hip-hop uh, Nas, Wu-Tang, Biggie, Talib, quali Tribe, and the Beastie Boys are mm-hmm. tops. Who you got? You just pretty much named <laughs> yeah, my list. Yeah. yeah. In conclusion, I wanted to make you all feel old by saying that my daughter was just over a year old when episode zero dropped, <gasps> oh my which I listened to, and now she's 12. Damn. Have fun uh-huh. with that information. Mm-hmm. Boom.
3: I thought he was gonna say and now she's pregnant. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, con- I mean
1: maybe. He concludes.
4: Or or that now she's starting her own podcast.
1: <laughs> he concludes, I love you, Sid. Aww, Bye. Fuck you, like you. You don't love us? Well, he particularly loves Sid, I guess. Well, I I, he I, just I, knows
3: that I need to hear it the most. I think, think
4: it's like a fragile. Sean thing. I think he's call back call backing to a Sean thingy.
2: No. Um, I would add uh, Eric B and Rakim. To mm. the oh yeah, New York rappers. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, did he say Tribe Called Quest? Yes, he did. Oh. De La Soul? Did he mention De La Soul? Oh, he did not. Did I'd he think...
4: mention Queen of Vagina? Was she? From <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure she's
1: not from New York.
4: <laughs> He's from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> the boogie down Bronx. No?
2: All
1: right, okay. let's play these drops before we get out of here. We have to
2: fuck him in the ass. Wait, oh, well, good hold question. On, hold on, let's make
4: it louder. I don't know why the volume got so low.
1: Uh, I'm pumping mine up. There may be radiation in here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We have to fuck him in the ass. Okay. All
1: right.
2: (laughs) If you're fucking a chick in the ass, but thinking about a dude, is that gay? Technically, no. (laughs) (laughs) There was one where a girl took a cock in her nose. (laughs) Not gay. (laughs) (laughs) Nasal sex?
1: Yeah. That was the one, that was the cock in the nose. Not gay.
2: (laughs) Am I the only one that's never observed my own asshole? (laughs) Am I? Is that still true? Pussy How would I observe it?
4: You'd bend over in front of a mirror.
2: Uh, I don't remember seeing my asshole.
4: (laughs) That's a new drop. That's better than that
2: drop.
4: (laughs) Your assignment for next week is to go look at
3: your butthole. I'm
2: sure it's perfectly boring. (laughs)
3: I feel like that's like audio from a deposition. I, I don't recall seeing my own asshole. Think, I plead I the fifth. Yeah. I
1: don't recall seeing
2: my own <laughs> asshole. Uh. Pussy sack. got Guys got? Is that the the app you're using? Cutting it off, or is that? Uh, I don't know. Pussy sack. Yeah. I can't use that if yeah. it's like that. If it's cut off. Yeah. It might be the app. Though. I don't think about the slaughterhouse. That's all. No, <laughs> oh, like earlier with the lock. I know what that's about. Meat. it's only if you take it in the ass mm. it,
1: it was meat. like a
2: one and a half two inch cock
1: <laughs> a lot of me going on yeah speaking of uh buttholes <laughs> <Jeez.
4: laughs> dan you know we talk about buttholes a lot
1: darren oh. says he's never looked at his asshole uh,
4: <laughs> wow it's that's true you
2: i don't is that weird to not
0: look well, at his, going asshole? There and fucks his
1: asshole
3: <laughs> hey I don't think it's weird, but like
1: I don't think I've ever uh, looked at my asshole.
3: But what if there's like a, something suspicious going on? Or
4: aren't you curious about your own so body? Once all, you got
2: to check in with yourself. I mean, I've looked at my I took this like my knowledge. I wipe.
4: I know, but don't you care to know what your asshole looks like? That, that's no, why?
2: strange to me.
3: Well, not strange, but I it's don't
2: just... not want to know. It's just that I've never had occasion to look. I'm yeah. not like averse to it.
3: What if there's a teeny tiny little hand reaching out?
2: <laughs> Which one would you want to it? Well, then you would give it a high five, Sid, or a low five. I yeah. would. Well, I would high five your me. butt hand. I'll, I would let you. It's not <laughs>
4: a polyp. What if you have a polyp?
2: Well, I go to the doctor regularly. Like I feel like he pays someone
3: to look at his asshole, so he doesn't have. No, to No, I do
2: actually it. have only had one doctor look at my asshole, and that was when I had uh, kidney stones. Okay, and I was uh, he was. I went to a urologist so he did the whole battery of stuff you know prostate exam yeah he went in and And that's the only time you've ever had that let me I think I talked about this on the Mm. show but I just want to give a short recap so I had gone to I had been going to other doctors and they both I always imagine that when you turn 40 or whatever Mm. you get the finger in the ass yeah the two consecutive doctors I went to they were both younger guys like 30s they both said we don't do that anymore. Hmm. Uh, We can tell everything we need to know from the blood. We don't have to feel you up. I said, great, fuck, you know, that's awesome. I don't want to, you know. Uh, So then, I had my kidney stones. Hmm. Then I went to the urologist. The urologist was not checking out my prostate, but he just did it. Like, let's see what's going on in there. And didn't warn me. He was just like, all right, we're going to check through the prostate. So in my mind, I'm (laughs) thinking like, oh, they don't do some kind of screening. They don't do the finger anymore. But no, he Right in? And that's the only man who's examined my asshole.
3: Interesting.
2: (laughs) I'm sure I've told that
3: before. It was Uh was fine? It was
2: not exceptional? No. Okay,
4: good. Went right in? (laughs) Yes. Was his finger cold or warm? I don't remember what you said. You know what? (laughs) I
2: wish I could answer that. I was just like... In shock? I wouldn't say in shock, but like caught off guard, I would say. (laughs) Uh I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't like... You know, it wasn't pleasant, but it was, it was very clinical, but it wasn't like the thing that yeah. men fear going to the doctor. It it's, wasn't that bad. Yeah.
3: But like when there's an intruder in the house, your first thought isn't to check the thermostat, you know, <laughs> there's other things <laughs> going on. Exactly. You're like,
2: oh, a little warm. Good point. Yeah. I don't, I, I, well, let's say this. I didn't note. it. I didn't make a note of it being particularly <laughs> warm or cold. Right. So probably not.
4: Any more drops?
2: That was it? Oh, All okay. right. Well, none of you three? I
4: guess Sydney I never stuff. talked about
2: bubbles. Oh, yeah, right, Rob. But, yeah, but yeah, it was just me you. and Sean and one Rob. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, before we, uh, we go, I believe we owe a few people some shout-outs. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I,
3: I forgot to send that email because I suck.
1: Yeah, so now you've got to do the shout-outs. Now I have Sydney. to
3: find it in my sent emails from last week. And there's a new one. God damn it. I think I remember who the new one is, though. Right.
4: Don't don't make a mistake, Sid.
3: We'll start with Robert Jesus Delgado Bagalayos Jr. He's a favorite. We got Eric. We got Rob a.k.a. Justin. We got Benjamin. We got Lionel Alday. We got Dallas. We got El Duderino. We got Justin. And the new one is, I believe, Sebastian. His, his Patreon name, though, is Cattle Decaf. That's oh, I rah. like it. Very fine. Yeah, so I assume that's
1: what he wants us. You can be a part of our shout-outs if you uh, join our Patreon and become a live cast super superfan for $10 a month. Uh, that is the second tier, the opening tier, to actually hear the bonus episode every week month would be a five dollar a month donation to the patreon get more info at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast follow us on social media MI livecast is our twitter handle we're also on facebook and we are on instagram just search metal injection livecast we'll be there pick up some merch metal injection.net slash livecast merch is the Ural. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 Pacific, with a brand new episode archived soon after. Until then, we leave you with this.
7: See, I had to keep doing the tights advantage, man. That's why I'm wearing these bummy clothes. You had to make sure the dude had his payroll before I made my move. Tell us how you cut him. Yeah, I ain't cut him with no knife, man. But you told me last night you cut the dude. With these, I cut him. I am a chain belt in Kung Fu. Bruce Lee was my teacher. Watch this. Quarter blood technique. You do that, a quarter blood will drop out of person's body. Tell how you beat on the cop. Wasn't no cop, man. It was cops. Plural. Nine ten cops beat the shit out of ten cops, and had to change my whole strategy around. Yo, when they brought you in here and booked you, you was crying like a pussy. Yeah. That's cause it's one the cops fell. He threw tear gas in my face. And that's the kind of shit they use on crowds, man. And I still walk in here like a man, so get out of my face, all right? I mean, you you beating up on a man? You putting a man in a hospital? How come I don't see no marks on you? Yeah, cause I'm a karate man, all right? Karate man bruise on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. But you don't know that cause you're a big barrel White looking motherfucker. Now get off my back, all right? I wish my bitches hurry up and get here. I ain't got no time to be sitting inside this out sad with you. What is your bitches, Mr. Big Time Pimp? Yeah! Didn't I tell you that the phone in my limousine is busted and I can't get in contact with my bitches? Yeah, the phone in the limo is busted. What are you, ignorant? Hey, look, sit down, all right? It ain't cool being no jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. Hey, <laughs> you boys, don't know what you're doing, I can see that already. Do you know who you're fucking with? Do you know who you fucking with? Ah, back the fuck up, back up! You know who you fucking with? It's down number four on the ninth floor! Billy Ray Valentine? Yes, move it, it may fail.